Good morning, everyone. All right, before we get started, let's hear from one of our sponsors. We're going to hear from Tim from Family First Home Inspections. Hi, my name is Tim McKean, Family First Home Inspections. I've been doing inspections in the Valley for about 17 years. My inspection reports are very user-friendly, very easy to read, easy to understand. And the best part is, is I email my reports usually within an hour of completing the inspection. I also can order a termite inspection for you, and as an added bonus, I can order a free roof inspection done by a roofing company. My number is 480-577-5501, or you can email me at the address below. Thanks. Have a great day. Looking for a great home inspector. Tim is awesome. We've used him before. So thank you, Tim. Look, if you want to be a, a vendor sponsor for our show and reach millions of people all over the world, reach <laughs> out to someone else. But anyway, guys, well, good morning. You know, I, I'm really excited about this topic. So, you know, the phrase iron sharpens iron um, is a phrase that you, you hear a lot. I hear a lot of people uh, repeating that phrase, especially in business. Um, but what does it really mean and how important is it in your life to understand what that means? So today on Midweek Mind Freak, we're going to talk about iron sharpens iron and how does this impact your life for success and what does it really mean? Chuck and Angela run multiple million-dollar companies. They are members of Riz Media's Billionaire Club, have coached and mentored thousands of agents, and are international speakers. They say by radically changing your mindset, not only can you change your outlook on life, but affect the actual results you obtain. Welcome to Midweek Mind Freak. Thank you guys for tuning in to Midweek Mind Freak. Let's first talk about the phrase iron sharpens iron and, and where does it come from? Well, it, it's a Bible verse. It's a Bible verse in the, in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a book of wise sayings written by King Solomon. And, and it's meant to um, give you some good tools to live a great life through these wise sayings. So, so the verse is Proverbs 27, 17, is iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. What do you picture when you think of ironing sharpens iron? And, and how do you think this really works in real life? You know, these are the things we're going to talk about. See, we have a tendency, you know, in these days to believe that um, we are growing when it feels good. <laughs> right? Like people <laughs> think so when everything's going good, perfect, smooth sailing. This is exactly what I wanted up my life to be. But um, when there's no crisis and there's lots of optimism about the future, it definitely will make you complacent. And sometimes we turn that phrase iron sharpening iron, like that's a good thing. We're, we reach that pinnacle, that comfort zone, you know, the zone where maybe we feel like we're, we're in a, a sweet spot. But the only thing comfortable about iron is when it's sitting in the ground doing nothing. <laughs> right. You take a piece of iron, put it in the ground doing nothing, that's comfortable. But that's not what this phrase means. So a, a common image that sometimes we gravitate towards is, is like sharpening a knife. 
you know, it's it's common. You knife sharpeners, you, you get the um, the rod that you, you take the knife on or a pair of scissors um, and you're drawing against it. But that is an inaccurate way of looking at it because kitchen knives are actually made of steel, um, not pure iron. And, and they already somewhat have a shape to them and a sharpness. So in reality, this is a very lame image of ironing sharpened iron. See, sharpening iron is a very, very violent process. If you really watched or, you know, the old shows that you could see iron sharpened iron, um, iron is first heated in a furnace. It gets heated where it starts to glow red. That, that's how hot it gets. And then it's beaten into shape. And this process is repeated many times. It keeps going into the, the water, then back into the, the furnace, then pounded, and, and it is violent. Yep. And that is the way iron actually shines iron. Pure iron is probably one of the worst metals for tools, but that is what they used back in the day. So as we uh, talk today and go over these analogies, this should really hit home because there's so many parallels that we're going to talk about, about iron, because iron is, is soft, it rusts, it's, it's easy affected by natural environments, um, they quickly lose its shape, um, it, it's just constant needing to be hammered back into shape. So... Let's first talk about, we understand iron sharpens iron as a phrase is known as a violent process. And I think me and you were chatting about that because we were just in a mastermind. Yep. And uh, with, with some of the top leaders. In the yeah, industry. we were we were talking about when you think of iron sharpens iron, it just, not that we didn't know this, but it hit us all at once, that this is not a comfortable process. And so why do we enter into any kind of a meaningful mastermind or meaningful discussion thinking it's going to go smoothly or thinking it's going to be without pain or hurt? That's or, or ridiculous. Controversy. Or controversy. Yeah. Correct. You, you, know, you know, I don't know about pain, but Unless somebody jumps over the table and starts beating somebody. Well, a pain is like if your ego gets hurt or, oh, you know, okay. or so, yes. somebody rejects what you say. It's yeah. painful. And, and I think what we want in life is we want comfort. And there's no growth in comfort. And, and when we go through the principles of ironing sharpens iron, I, I want you guys to really listen to it. Because, I, I mean, you know us, we believe it's all inspired the, it's the word of God. And, and when God's telling you this is the way he wants us to live, not only for us to live a great life, but how are we supposed to interact with others? Because in, in all reality, the verse iron sharpens iron are, are is through the, the biblical sense of it is believers sharpening other believers. And sometimes the things that you say and critique is not comfortable. And, and I think that's what we pulled away from this mastermind because even I got caught up and going, God, why, why was we debating on this and arguing with this? And I go, no, that's what you want. Like-minded people, and that's the key phrase, really sharpening each other through this, what we're going to use is violent process. Yes, and, and today we're going to talk about the circumstances in which iron sharpens iron is actually a valid 
process, a valid relationship, because not every relationship is meant to be an iron sharpens iron relationship. Yeah, before we jump into the relationship, I, I want to make sure people understand what the how this principle is clear is that that what is sharpening before we get into into our principles, what is sharpening someone? Sharpening is is to influence, help prepare, help make others productive, help them grow in every aspect of life. You, you know, we don't want to become dull and rusty and decayed and ineffective. So, so once we grab and understand what God speaks through Solomon, what he's telling us is, I don't want you to have a life of complacency, of being dull, because if you do get complacent, you do become rusted, decayed. So that, that analogy, when you put it in what God meant is so powerful. He wants to, to have a life of abundance, but what God is clearly saying, it's not an easy process. That's right. And that's what we're going to break down. Yes. So let's let's start with some of the principles of what is iron sharpens iron. So the primary foundation required for this concept is relationship because there are iron sharpening iron requires at least two irons. So, you know, you, you have to, you have to think about this because helping someone else to improve their effectiveness requires strong, positive relationship. This is the context of relationship we're talking about. Now, not every, like I said before, not every relationship that you have needs to be an iron sharpens iron relationship. But if what you're seeking is to be sharpened and to sharpen, there are some things you need to consider. And that's what we're talking about today. So like he said, the act of sharpening is not meant to be a gentle process. It's violent. There's sparks, there's pressure, and it eats away at dullness. So under what circumstances would a person subject themselves to a violent, possibly painful process? Only within the context, I'm arguing, within relationship, mm -hmm. right? And so Proverbs 6.4, which is another power, powerful proverb in wisdom book, is Faithful are the wounds of a friend and deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So they're putting the word wound with friend and kisses with enemy in that deceitful way. And so that really begs the question of what, is, what are you talking about? Friends and enemies. This is why you need to have um, massive consideration for who you're surrounding yourself with. Who are your friends and who are your enemies? Now, for the sake of this, this argument, um, you got to maybe think about a different definition of enemy because the definition of enemy says a person who is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. So hostile like war or really just simply a thing that harms or weakens something else. So for the sake of, for, for the sake of context, iron sharpens iron, an enemy could simply be a super negative person, hmm. right? Or an enemy. Someone who's not sharpening your blade. Yes, an enemy. Hmm the kisses of an enemy, like, or a people pleasing of the enemy in this situation could be simply a person who's only in relationship with you for, for the reasons of what they can get from you. So, so we need to, you know, for the sake of this argument, go, who are our friends in this iron sharpens iron context and who, because the rest are enemies because they can't sharpen. They aren't, they aren't having these other things that we're going to talk about because it's not just relationship you have to consider when you're thinking about this iron sharpens iron there's more and that's what we're talking about today yeah and you know it's a it's a great point when you understand this when when some people are good at what they do and they keep it to themselves 
like they, they, they hover over the stuff. So that key phrase, when you were talking relationships, you could have one iron here and one iron here, but if they don't clash, if they don't come together um, in some sort of communion, then, then neither one of these are benefiting. There's a mutual benefit to this. And, and when you start to go through life and understand that relationships with like-minded people, how important it is like to have masterminds and truly share and truly to be equally aligned is, is so powerful. One of the great benefits of EXP Realty, how we are so equally aligned, and, and, and this is why this is such a strong verse for that. The, the other thing, the other principle um, uh, also re it requires accountability. So using the relationships and the accountability, this is kind of a combined thing. So you need to allow significant others to look closely at your life. You, you want them involved in your life. Now, now remember, there's a, a clear line of uh, significant others. So first and foremost, who are the people in your life? That is really important to know those people. You, you know, keep the wolves out. Know who those wolves are um, and let the, the close people in. And, and you, unfortunately, sometimes people sneak in. Um, you get a wolf in sheep's clothes and they sneak into the flock the flock. <laughs> and, and you know what, look, you can get hurt, you know, but it doesn't mean you should stop growing this way because that's what we're called to do. So you do need to have significant others look closely into your life um, and, and point out things. Now you got to understand the person pointing out things, remember it's iron and iron also has to be careful of the words they use. You, you're not there to, to beat up or criticize someone. It, it's a loving manner um, but it is going to be hard conversations. A, a truly a good friend needs to have hard conversations. If you're, if you're not going to have a hard conversation with someone you love, then, then I really question how much you love them because you have to do that. And then you as the recipient, the re recipient, recipient, whatever that word is. <laughs> I don't speak good English. You, you have to be accountable. You have to go, not just let let it take it in and then do nothing about it. You need to take to heart and go, I respect what you say, and I got to work on that. You know, one of the things I learned early on, and, and I know you do this too, Edge, is the fact that when we work with agents, when we've coached and mentored, we lost a lot of agents because they didn't like what we were saying to them. But I'll be damned, I will never tell somebody what they want to hear because that does serves no, no purpose. purpose. It's not helpful. No purpose. I'm not looking to be a people pleaser. I'm looking to grow your business. I'm looking to change your life. So if you ever hear us speak, when we speak, it comes from the heart and it comes from a place of we want to pour into you and then you can be accountable to what we're going to tell you to do. But you know what? Well, here's the other part. I want people to do that to me. How often do we sit in meetings or in the past? Not no more because now we're around a lot of iron. You're right. But, but in the past, I sat in a room full of staff that agreed with everything I said. I'm like, I don't want that. I'm in the wrong room if that happens. So, so we need close relationships and, and we need to be accountable to what they are saying. So number one is if you trust that person, you should feel accountable 
and and really do what they do asked to do. Right. So now we've talked about good positive relationships. And we've talked about the principle of an account accountability. The third one is so important. It's motivation. The principle of motivation. When I was talking about relationship, I asked you to consider the definition of enemy a little differently. And one of the examples I gave was, you know, if someone's in this relationship for only what they can get out of the relationship, that's not an iron sharpens iron relationship. Um, that's an enemy. This so-called relationship isn't optimal because um, if you're interested in being sharpened, the other person has this motivation, not just for themselves, but for you. They are, they want to be in that relationship with you because uh, they have a strong motive to improve you for your sake, mm. right? Because the relationships are strong and there's a kind of accountability and their motivation is good for you. They truly want success and effectiveness in your life. Now, although there are certainly circumstances where toxic relationships can have a sort of sharpening effect. That's not what we're talking about. Like we've been motivated by assholes who have, have been, Whoa. sorry, but who have negatively affected us. And it was sharpening in a way, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an intentional iron sharpens iron relationship, right? It's positive because within the relationship, there's a true desire for the best. <laughs> Hi, David Marsh, <laughs> for the other person. Now, sometimes here's the thing, like you kind of alluded to this before. Sometimes a person's true motives take a really long time to surface. And that's just life, right? Other times, good motives develop over time with the growth and the deepening of a relationship. So that takes time. Either way, this takes time. And sometimes you're going to be disappointed, but you can never um, stop making this a lifelong endeavor. Well, I don't, got, yeah, don't let the bad motives of some people stop you but, from but looking wait, for the deep end. I, I, something just hit me that, that was based me? off of that <laughs> is is there are also seasons. Absolutely, and that's fine. That, because maybe maybe someone sharpened your iron at one point, but as you grow, they don't grow with you, and you need other people in your life to get you to the next level. So don't always look at, that's a great point. Instead of looking at it as a negative thing, God's got a plan and a purpose that these people had, they they solved uh, the, the, a need. A need. They fulfilled a need. Yes. That, that, that was the plan of God. And now there's other things that you got to move forward with. And I guess my hmm. only point was, is some people get so jaded by being hurt or disappointed with a relationship, they give up. They stop looking for that iron sharpens iron oh, relationship. And, and that is not the point because life is life. And this should be a lifelong endeavor that never quits. Just yeah. constantly finding. And we you, were so passionate about that. We were willing to close out our brokerage to get that. Yeah. And <laughs> some people try to preserve relationships and, and don't want to get out of their comfort zone because they're comfortable. And that's why you don't grow. Because the iron that's in your life, the people that are in your life aren't iron and they're not sharpening your iron. Mm -hmm. And really, for the most part, you're wasting your talent because you're not sharpening theirs. You, you know, I, I also like it to a sports analogy. You can have the best team and play one of the worst teams. And what happens is there's a lot of times that great team plays down to their level. And, it, and that happens quite too often. So, similar thing. So the last one is is willingness the principle of willingness and and it really isn't cooperation with your motivation 
These two kind of go together. Yes, both parties should want what's best for each other, um, but there's an additional step. Whenever a good friend sincerely wants to help us grow, um, and it is obvious today they truly want the best of us, it's imperative, guys, watch, watch the words I'm going to use, imperative to accept their counsel, advice, and constructive criticism with an attitude of willingness. Now, look, I'm not saying that there, there could be times where you're hurt by what someone says, or you might not be in, in agreement with what they're saying. Or you get defensive. Yes. And, and look, that's, that's what also makes a great marriage. This is one of the key components in a great marriage that you should be able to have these hard conversations and that you should be able to grow for them and that you, you, and it's really based off of trusting the other and really taking what they say to heart. And it is one of the, the reasons why we and you have such a perfect marriage. It is, we, we are iron sharpens iron every day, every day. And whoever we're around, you know, like our good friends like Rachel and Kristen and David and it's we pour into people and they sometimes are tough conversations but what's really nice is they they trust us and are willing to listen and we trust them and therefore are willing to listen <laughs> yeah so so it, it also behooves us to do whatever spe specific things we need to do to improve and sometimes although I always try to say if, you, if you're coming with a problem you also want to try to have a solution with it. But there's sometimes we may see something in someone that we don't have a solution. We just see that. But this is where now it falls on you to go after the solution. Stop being a victim and, and look for, for ways to solve this. Um, and I will tell you that I, I have to tell you that in the core of our beliefs that sometimes the only solution is, is found within a relationship with Jesus. Amen. It, it really does. And we, we depend a lot on that. The spirit moves and works. You know, th there's not a day, like I said, I get up and I go, Lord, put someone in my path that I can be a blessing to. What I'm basically saying is I want to be an iron. So in conclusion, um, it, it, all of us through time, we become rusty, decayed, dull, ineffective in our life. We lose our sharpness if we're not around the right people. As we pound that to death, that if you aren't around the right people, it will truly affect you. When people say, tell me the most important thing, Chuck, if you had one thing you could tell me from business, I always go, who you surround yourself with matters. And I hope our unpacking this idea of iron sharpens iron actually gives you some clarity on how to go after that in a more intentional way. Yeah. So you want to seek to, to iron someone's iron so that you can... <laughs> Shine iron someone's iron. Yeah, iron someone. You make them shine. Get the wrinkles out. And, and then one day you can pay it forward. I ask God all the time to make me an iron sharpener. I want to be an iron sharpener, a servant leader, one that gives. But you know what? Here's the cool thing in return my iron gets sharpened. So, guys, are you ready to sharpen someone's iron? Remember Proverbs 27 17. As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. I think this analogy that God gives us is so clear on what he wants us to do with each other in our lives. God bless you guys. Um, hope you have a great day.